I'm trying to think. Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, your master of ceremonies. And as always, we have the lovely and talented cat, that's C-A-T, cranking up the tunes, B-52s to be exact. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Our two shout-outs this week. One is Georgetown, Kentucky. Georgetown, Kentucky holds the claim of being the birthplace of bourbon. Reverend Elijah Woods, yes, that Elijah buried. Craig is the guy who did the first batch of Kentucky bourbon. In 1789. And he was a minister. And he was a minister. <clears throat> that was some holy water, won't it? Ooh, I like it. And our other shout-out today is uh, New Bremen, Ohio, village founded by German immigrants, known as the Bremens, also the home of the Bicycle Museum of America. Giving y'all a big round of applause. All right. As you know, alcohol is what makes this thing go and remember you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning yikes it sounds like a Hemingway quote oh god it? I think you've been reading too much of that Ooh, today I'm back on the martinis Bombay sapphire gin vermouth and big ass olives cat what you got yikes I'm just having a lovely peppermint um white russian Sounds pepperminty like you, It's babe. that time of year. little peppermint Ooh. does the body good. All right. Today, we're going to play Life Coach again. Thanks. And encourage those of you who don't read to go get a library card, check out a book, go to Amazon, buy a Kindle, or go to Barnes & Noble, go through them and get a Nook. I have a Nook. These things are great. You download books you want to read. They're usually anywhere, what, from seven to ten bucks? Something like that. That's about right. The newer and, one, the newer ones just off the press are maybe fifteen, but okay. you know. And, and there it is. It's right there on this little this little tablet little thing, and it's it's you just touch the screen and go. It's that if I can do it, you can do it. It's it's that easy. Now I am a late bloomer. I'm a late reader. Never a fan of books, mainly because in school, you know, they made you read. Of course, that's why you were there. But when sometimes when people want to make you do something, you rebel. So I was a rebel. But I don't know, about eight years ago, I'm, I'm 58 now, so when I hit 50... I actually read this book called Shay about Shay Guevara and I loved it. I don't know. Maybe in 50 at a midlife crisis, I, I didn't go out and buy a Corvette. I just, Thank God. I started reading. Okay. A lot cheaper. 
Okay. And then, and then I decided to try turkey hunting. And so I read books about the American wild turkey. And, and the reason I'm telling you these things is it, just to get you to think about something you're interested in and then find a book about that topic. And it, it might be a spark to get you fired up about reading. Now, not every book is for you. I have read some books that were pretty boring, and I just troopered through it, right, just to get through the damn thing. Hillbilly but, Allergy, wasn't that one of those? But, sorry, but, DJ Blance. I'm oh, sorry, Senator Duro from Ohio. You know, when I was starting to look at look for some books or whatever, I, I, I looked at these lists that were recommended by some books book critics but you know some of them hit some of them didn't but when you get into a good book it kind of takes you on a journey and you have trouble not turning the next page am i right cat that's correct i mean and that's why we're talking about reading is everyone should experience like drifting away to some other place by just reading words on a page. And to me, that's why some of the movies rarely live up to a good book. With a good book, everyone experiences their own imagery of how it's going down. And I just know that, you know, and this is just me, I know that I enjoy just sitting outside much more than I do sitting inside watching TV. So I'll just take a book while I'm outside with a book. There's no commercials. You, you can just, you, what I'm trying to say, you can read anywhere. That's what's great about it. You don't have to sit at a desk, flake out on the couch, you know, get up, go to the park. Go sit on the back porch. You know, reading, it, it's sort of like sex. You know, you can try it in different places. Oh, my now, God. I like to go back. I like to go back here past the house. Again, we're kind of surrounded by woods. Uh, we're, we're kind of lucky. Uh, the, except when it's deer hunting season, which it is now. We could get shot. So I don't go back. I don't go back there now, but I'll just I'll just go back there, and and I know you th you might think I'm crazy. I really don't care. I don't care. I'll just sit outside with my little nook, and you know birds are like chirping in the background. A deer might walk by. It, it's just pretty cool. It just it brings the heart rate down. It, it just it, it's chill time. You know some people. They like to read in bed. I think that's a big popular spot. To yeah, like, it's a good way to wind down the day. Right, exactly. You know, you just reach over to the nightstand, knock out a few chapters. You know, some people have trouble sleeping. And I bet if, you know, they found something to read after about a half hour or so, right, you just start conking out. You don't right. even know it. You're like <laughs> reading and half snoring. Now, I am always looking for a good book. And I guess I like nonfiction. I like reading about something that went down. Right. You know, 
Um, some people like murder mysteries, romance novels. I remember with the romance novels, they were like real popular back in their day, the, the 80s. Yeah, the bodice rippers. What? We called them the bodice rippers. I don't know what that is. I, re- I just remember they were little paperbacks. Whatever, right. they had them. And they were the they place. I mean they weren't pieces of literature they're easy to go through. <laughs> you know, here's an idea. Go go back in time and read some of the classics. To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Gatsby. That's a great freaking book. Withering Heights, Little Women, Lord of the Flies. I'd even try The Sun Also Rises. You know, uh, you know I was going to throw in a Hemingway. Oh, you knew Hemingway was coming to town. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's Steve's perspective. I pretty much read all my life. I mean, I wasn't a great reader. Um, I had dyslexia. I didn't know about it till I went to college, believe it or not. I was pretty much faked my way through high school and got fairly decent grades. But also, I was also good at talking and writing a paper and that sort of thing and kind of got through that. And then after college, I kind of did a intensive retraining of my brain in order to learn how to read again, speed reading and all that. And, you know, and today I think our tastes change. Like I had for a period there, I had like ch- chick lick for a long time. Before that, I was a big Agatha Christie fan. You know, and today I just read different stuff. I try and mix it up. Like I'll read a biography, and then the next I'll do a a thrilling mystery. You know, just find things that you really think you would be interested in reading. I mean, there's so many types and genres. Right. Of I mean, try to now. find an author. Yeah. That you like. Right. And then go read everything they've written. You know, it might be a style that you like. Right. And Jenna Bush, they're on. Today, so she's got a great um, book club, and she suggests a book every month. And usually, it's a pretty good book. I've gotten a couple of her suggestions, and some of the people that she's offering out are first-time authors. So you might be something onto somebody new that you really like. Another good source I like to use it's called it's an app called Goodreads, and they uh, just came came out the other day and gave a huge list of the best books of 2022 give you suggestions. I even Amazon the other day gave me a notification telling me that they had come out with a whole list of books that they thought were great this year. It's an alternative to cutting the TV on. Right. Where, you know, just sitting on your ass, hitting the remote and watching commercials. My problem is I will read a book and I will love that book. And then the movie comes out. And the movie sucks. Or or I'm picking out parts of that movie that they changed from the book. I I wanted to leave that whole topic out because we could go on and on about that. It's this is this is trying to get people who don't read don't read to to read because people who do read books, as Kat just mentioned, and then the movie comes out, it it doesn't fail all the time. It doesn't fail all the time, time, but. it might just get by. I mean, the, what was it when I just read the uh, Crawdads? Yeah, How the Crawdads Sing. That's a great book, How the Crawdads Sing. Right. Go get that book. That's a starter book for everybody. Seriously, it, it's a great book. Well, Reese Witherspoon 
did the movie, right? right. Or at least she directed She's very good at finding a good book and then bringing that book to her project. Well, she has, it, she has good taste that, for the female voice. That movie, I'm going to say she hit about half of it. Right. It wasn't, again, because when I read that book, I had all this stuff oh, in no. my head, what was going on. And, and she did a great job with it. But you, you're not gonna. We're not gonna go on about this because you're not gonna get it unless you stick your I mean, nose. I mean, there in are book. books that everybody gets excited about, like Gone Girl and uh, The Girl on the Train, and those, and they do come out as movies, and they're they're okay. But you know, it's better sometimes to read the book. Yes, yes. Because you're you're imagining all these things in your brain. Right, and again, the main reason we bring this topic up is we don't want people to miss out, okay? I myself didn't hit the books to, like I told you, like 50. And now I really do enjoy it. I've got ants in my pants anyway. You know, I'm always (laughs) looking for something to do. So reading, it it does make me sit down and, and chill out for a while. There's so many positives to reading. It gets your brain stimulated, you know, makes you a little smarter at least you think you are you know and uh it's a great stress reliever and let's be real it's a very cheap form of entertainment yeah i mean it goes on for hours and hours and you're you're delved in and you're you know you can't wait to turn the page yeah all right just a little nudge we're not preachy on here just a little nudge from two old guys on the back porch put the remote down put the phone down cut the laptop off Pick up a good book, and I'll bet you'll enjoy it. All right, we're going to roll right into One Awesome Lady. This week, it is Emma Gatewood, born in 1887 from Mercerville, Ohio. Miss Emma Gatewood, also known as Grandma Gatewood. Another one, one of 15 children. Oh, my Lord. 15. I think we had Charles Bronson yeah. back in the day or last week or two. Who had, Contraception's 15. a good thing. I mean, they slept four to a bed. So you think about that tonight, wherever you're laying down. Thank you, God, you ain't sharing your bed with right. three or four brothers and sisters. How about that? Uh, Emma Gate, of course, her father was a drinker and a gambler, you know, rough upbringing. And then at 19 years old, she married this dirty bastard named Perry Clayton Gatewood. And they had 11 kids. Yikes. Speaking of no drugstore to get condoms and other stuff. And, and then on top of this, Emma Gatewood, she's got 11 kids. He made her go out there and work on his tobacco farm, building fences on top you know, doing all kinds of farm work. Right. And she's got 11 kids. She's trying to, you know, feed, raise, get something to eat. Get some clothes on, get them to behave themselves. But what made Grandma Gatewood's husband, P.C. Gatewood, a dirty bastard is he beat her. And he beat her. And he beat her. Now, you got to remember, this country was so racist back then. Right. That during one of their scuffles, the cops came and arrested her. So while she was sitting in prison, the mayor came. I have heard of that happening today in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. That's nothing new. 
So Emma Gatewood is is sitting in prison because she got the shit beat out of her. And the mayor just happened to become trolling through. And he saw her sitting there with her bruises and scars. And he took her in, found her a job, and he allowed her to get a divorce. Now, Emma Gatewood, who had been to hell and back, she saw an article about the Appalachian Trail in a National Geographic magazine. She filled a knapsack with just some essentials. And at age 67, hiked 2,168 miles by herself across 14 states and did it in 146 days. Miss Gatewood, I raise my glass to you. Now, Miss Gatewood, she also lived to be 85 years old. There's songs written about her, sung about her, several books written about Miss Gatewood. And that's I had a friend whose daughter did the Appalachian Trail this summer, and I just can't imagine. Imagine what this lady had I know. been through. I know, had been through it. Probably and, she's sitting there and thinking, that's one more step away from him. Yeah. Grandma Gatewood, you are one awesome lady. Are we watching anything? We're watching again, and this oh, one blew God. my mind. Oh, my gosh. Don't say you, White Lotus. Nope. Mm. It's Love Without Borders. They came up with this crazy idea that these five singles would take 90 days out of their life, go move in with another person that this matchmaker picked, that, oh, that's the perfect person for you, in another country for 90 days. What is this on? This is on Bravo. Oh, God. Anyway, I just think it's a trip. I mean, one girl, she moved to Dubai. She is Indian descent. She moved in with an Indian family. But, you know, that's where he was living. And she's like, oh, I'm living with your family? This other guy's uh, eye, is an eye doctor, ended up moving to Paris with this other guy. And the, the apartment's the size of a closet. I mean, you know, apartments... Look, they signed up for this crappy show on Bravo, so screw them. You know what? <laughs> get what you get. But that just seems like a lot. You know, what would you do to try and find love? You'll go do this? Uh, anyway, please. it's it's interesting. And, you Not know, one really. girl who was one of these chicks who hangs out and lives in a van. Good. You know, I'm a van girl, and I'm a songwriter. Down by the river. Danny, and I'm going to go you move... You Jewel. I'm going to sell my van and... Moved to Ireland with a sheep farmer. Yeah, the whole time her parents got fat cash, so she can like back yeah. Up. Somebody, somebody's paying for the for the van life. All right, what's I'm the sure. name of this show? Love Without Borders. Don't watch it. I, Love no, Without. I just think it's, <laughs> this is the craziest. I mean, Nani Day Fiance is pretty crazy, but this is super crazy. I'm going to okay. move in with this person I do not know that somebody else picked for me didn't, in another country. Didn't you graduate from Hollands? Yes, I did. All right, quit dumbing yourself down. I'm no sorry. More. It was just an interesting concept. We'll let it go. All right. <laughs> when I need cocktail of the week after that. All right. <laughs> Nothing screams wintertime like the pina colada. So here we go. Putting yourself on a beach somewhere. With some, we got the, some tiki drinks. I can't believe we haven't done the pina colada yet. But anyway, here we go. Created in San Juan, Puerto Rico in the 1950s. Very popular drink 
But here's the problem. Like like a lot of popular drinks, the bartenders started what? Using like cheap Short, shit mixers. Shortcuts. Yeah, and then you go get it and it kind of sucks. Um, you know, you go down Bourbon Street or some. Well, I mean, or, or I don't know. Was some it... resort and you're like, I want a pina colada. Man, this thing sucks. I mean, the cheapness of it, 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 it just screams Bourbon Street with, you know, my 40 ounce of uh, pina colada where it's actually, if done right, it's a very good drink. I well, mean, to the plus the, the song, the pina colada All right. walks in the rain. Yeah, I know that song. It's the, it's it's the 1970 cheapness, all, tackiness of it all. Bad clothes, bad hairdo. Well, it's a, you know, take up for the bartender's. There's like eight people deep all the way around the oh bar. God. I don't have time for this shit. Here, take it, your pina colada and beat it. All right, pina colada. It has been making, you know, a comeback, so they say. Now, this one's a shaker. Shaker. So I it, used a blender. All right. Well, you blend it. I'm shaking it. Okay. Okay. Now you got your shaker filled with ice. We got a half shot of rum, a shot of cream of coconut. Yeah. We had that? Yeah. Okay. A shot of pineapple juice. And, of course, you cannot make a drink without lime juice. <laughs> so you got your rum, your cream of coconut, whatever that is, pineapple juice, lime juice, all in the shaker filled with ice. And what do you do? Shake the shit out of it. Pour it into your tall glass. Some call it a hurricane. Hurricane. Hurricane glass. It's a hurricane. Now fill it with crushed ice and bam. You got the pina colada. All right, Cat actually made it. Again, I'm not a coconut guy. I'm going to give it a big swig. It looks like muck in the glass. Well, this <laughs> one I did special. There's some <laughs> fresh pineapple in with All it. Right, let's go. Oh, this is like a Slurpee. As he hands ah, over to me. Woo! I don't know about that one. I want I'm I'm the pina colada. If you like pina coladas... I can tell you I don't. All right, how about you? What do you think, man? I like it. Caddy likes it. Of course, everybody remembers Bacardi came out, came out with those um, freezer drinks. He would just dump it, yeah, put the yeah, rum yeah. in, and put the ice, and then Hell yeah. there you go. I mean, there's right. the easier way of doing it. But All right, thank you, Cat. The pina colada, give it a try. I'm out of that one. All right, here we go. Band of the week. Me and Kitty Cat love this band. It's love. the B-52s. We saw them back in the day. Yes, we did. You know, what is a B-52? Okay. It's so, a long-range, like, subsonic bomber, yes, right? Yes, but they, the girls' beehive hairdos were oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like the front of a B-52 bomber, yeah. and that's how they came up with the name. The B-52s, great band from Athens, Georgia, formed in 1976. Can you believe 46 years ago? We and they're get, still going. We get. I remember. I remember. I was doing like a photo project in, in in high school, and we were putting the photos up and everything. And somebody had a radio going, and they had Rock Lobster going, and I was just jamming, putting my photographs up. Oh, it was an epic moment. Epic moment for mom here. Still remember it. Still remember it. The B-52s were part of that killer music scene right in Athens, mm -hmm. late 70s, early 80s. When you first hear the B-52s, you think, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. And, and then you think, 
This is pretty awesome. It is. All right. I mean, they went to Max's Kansas City. Uh, they made their debut there in New York, uh, December 12th, 1977, in front of 17 people, mm-hmm. including, including the artist Tim Rollins. Uh, and then, uh, like, a second later, after some people got wise, they're like a bidding war with, like, Warner Brothers to sign them. Yeah. Different. Totally different out there. You know, right out of the gate, they came with the Rock Lobster, 52 Girls, Planet Claire. Love that song. Uh, Dances Mess Around, great song. It's different. If you never listen to the B-52s, it's different. It's fun. It's kind of weird. And Tin Roof, rusted. And when they came on stage back in the day... Like you said, Cindy and Kate had these big freaking beehive yeah. hairdos. It was like a, it was new wave days. Let's be real. And as the B-52s continued, um, I like Legal Tender. Girl from Ipanema goes right. to Greenland. So many great songs. Me and the wifey, like I said, we saw them at an amphitheater out here just up the road years ago. And it, and it was fun. Just a great band. It's like a good party. I mean, you. You can imagine when they debuted at, at Athens, Georgia, University of Georgia. It's a great party band. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Kegs of beer, B-52s, let's have a good time. That's what they're all about. So check out the B-52s wherever you get your music. And as always, we want to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you all down the road. See ya. I'll just edit. <laughs>